All right. It's a good night. It's a good night. Amen. Well, you know, there's some things in his word that point to how to be effective with this. How, to, how, how can we be effective when, when we want to see God do some things in people's bodies? And uh, we strive to be effective. We strive for results. We want not to just, yep, we're going to lay our hands on the sick and, and, and let's walk away and hope that, that it's taken care of. We want to see results. And I believe God's the same way. I believe that he desires that his church actually looks like Jesus, that his body actually looks like the head. And so he desires results far more than we do. One time, um, this was a while ago, probably five or six years ago, I was, uh, my, my wife was having an issue going on. I honestly don't remember what it was. No idea. Um, but we were, we were praying for her. I was praying for her. And uh, we were just by ourselves. And I remember praying, God, we, you know, God, we, we want this healed. We want this healed. And we want this taken care of. And like, I was quiet for maybe two seconds after that and it just popped up on the inside of me. He said, I want it more than you do. I want it more than you do. And, and I believe that to be true right now about the situation that you're in, that what's going on in your body. He wants it more than you do. He, he desires it far more than we do. I mean, Jesus went to get stripes put on his back for this very reason. His body was broken so ours could be whole. He wants it more than we do. It was already his, his plan for your body to be made right. And so we desire results, and I believe God's the same way. You know, when, when we see uh, Jesus in the Bible, when, when there were his disciples that, uh, that they would fail to see results, um, he, didn't, he didn't sugarcoat anything. He, he wasn't like, oh, it's okay. You know, when, when for example, Peter walks out on water. The only one of 12 disciples walks out on the water, gets distracted by the winds and the waves, starts sinking. And Jesus isn't like, oh, hey, you beat those 11 in the boat. Good job. Way to, way to step out. No, he said, you have little faith. Why'd you doubt? Why'd you doubt? He, he expects results. He expects that we get what he, de- he desires for us. He wants these things for us, and he desires that we would come through, that we would, that we would be effective in what we do, that it wouldn't be failure after failure, and if you catch one out of 10, praise God, we got one. Like, that's just not the way that Jesus showed. It's not the way he taught. It's not, it, it's not his desire. It's not his plan. And so we want to be effective. We want to be the most effective that we can. If, if you have something in, in going on in, inside your body tonight, we, we want that thing done. We want it gone. And God wants it more. And so that sometimes the disconnect is on our end, and we got to accept responsibility for that, whether that's the person being ministered to or the minister. That, that's, that's on us. It's not God's fault. We're not going to shift blame to him even in the slightest. We're not ever going to make excuses. And, you know, religion gets off, uh, in this area, and they've gotten off so far because they had to make an excuse why they weren't getting results. And so th- the excuses that they come up with, or maybe God just didn't want it to happen, you know, maybe it was just your Job. Maybe that's what it is. You're Job, and so because you're Job, 
which, by the way, you're not, and a new covenant believer has a covenant with God, and Job didn't, and there's lots of other things about Job that makes you very different from him. But you have been designed to receive from him. Your your spirit is in tune with him. If you're a born-again believer, your spirit is one with him. And so receiving from him should be so natural, should be just just so simple. And, and it really is if we make it that way. Once we make it complicated, then, then we start getting off, getting off and we start coming up with formulas. And, and God's not a formula God. He doesn't like formulas. He doesn't like the, you know, in, in, in our culture, we like seven easy steps to sow and sow. The six, do these six things for this and you'll get this. God's not that way. He is not a a punch in the numbers, do this thing first and then this thing and and you'll get this result. He's relational. He's he's very relational. So these things work based on relationship. And he's a relational God. He's not a formula God. When we try to approach healing or anything that we want to get from God through do this, take these steps, do these things, we're going to miss it. We have to go, God... What do you, what, how, how do you want me to do this? God, what do you want to do? And it has to be based on a relationship. It can't be based off of, well, so-and-so said do this, then this, then this. Pfft, why didn't I see this happen? So um, we desire results. And I want to show you somebody who got results. So turn with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark 10, starting in 46. Mark 10, 46. So it says, Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of... By the way, that's a... How'd you like to have that part of your name? Blind Bartimaeus. That's just his title, blind. All right, blind Bartimaeus... You know, you know, sometimes we, we you know, he, he identified as this way. Some, you know, one of the things that hinders people more than anything is they start identifying with their problem. They start identifying with, oh, I'm, 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 I'm a cancer patient. Oh, I'm just, I have this problem. Oh, I'm a blind person. That's just my identity now. That, that, that'll hinder you. That'll hinder you. So blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. So he's a blind beggar. 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then, 48, then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, sometimes you're going to have to ruffle feathers to get what you want. Sometimes you're going to have to annoy someone to get what you want from God. Uh, 49, so Jesus stood still. He's in the middle of a crowd walking around. Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. Then Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now, throwing aside his garment could be a hard thing to picture because uh, it wasn't something where he just stripped off his clothes and said, I'm going to Jesus. Just, just take everything off and run to him. 
You know, how, how awkward of an altar call would that be if we did the same thing? <laughs> Take off. <laughs> Bill's doing the leg on the hands tonight, just if we did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cliff will do it instead. So. Do it by, by faith, not by sight. Okay. Um, so he threw aside his garment. Now, why that is in there, remember, nothing's in Scripture by accident. Um, he threw his garment aside. Now, in, in our society, we don't quite comprehend what this was, but in their society, to, to be a beggar, to be someone who begged, you had to go to the government um, and you had to get approval to beg. And so that approval, when they, when they approved you and said, yep, you can be a beggar, this is, you're, you're now qualified, what they would do is they would give you this garment, a cloak usually, um, and they would put it on you and that signified to everyone that you were qualified, you had the stamp of the government's approval to be a beggar. So interesting what he did here. Check, check out what he did. He, as soon as he hears he's being called by Jesus, throws his garment aside throws his garment aside. Think of the implications of throwing his garment aside. All of a sudden, I'm not going to come back to this. This is something that's, uh, I, I am all of a sudden, Jesus called me, I'm going and I'm throwing everything aside. I'm throwing this begging lifestyle, this, this, this life, the, the reason he's in the middle of being a beggar was because he was blind. That's, what, that's how he got qualified to be a beggar, because he's blind. He couldn't work for a living. And he throws his garment off. I'm not going to be a beggar anymore. I know as soon as Jesus calls, I'm done with this. I'm done begging now. I, I, I get to step out of this, this, this life that I was in. This, you know, I, I, I ask the question, what are our garments? What are some of the things that are our garments that are that we have to throw off and say, we're never walking back to this. You know, some, some people's garments are your disability checks. Are you willing to throw your disability check away? Are you willing to say, I'm going to throw that aside to go get healed? When These are the things that I see hinder people sometimes more than anything is the inability to put themselves, to envision themselves healed. And we have to begin to use our imaginations. You know, kids get this. They have imaginations. Once you say, hey, you're going to be healed, and they believe it, guess what? They don't have any problems. They just have an imagination that puts it in their mind, I'm going to be healed. Cool. This is awesome. And, and everything that goes along with the, the, the sickness or the problem or the, or the condition, that's, that's going away. I'm not going to have to deal with that anymore. So we have to get to a place where we, we begin to see ourselves healed. See ourselves healed. Um, we had a kids camp this summer, and uh, we, um, it was fantastic. Ridiculous things happened. Some of, some of you guys I see in here that were adults that were, that were uh, helpers there, um, you saw some incredible things. Uh, one of the things that was cool for me that I got to, to be a part of was, um, was a boy 
who, this was after the last night's service. So everything was done, all the services were over, and, uh, and he starts, um, he starts uh, walking back to his cabin, and I, and I noticed that he doesn't have his glasses on, and he always wears his glasses. They're super thick, big, big glasses. And I, and I noticed that he didn't have them on. He's got a big old smile on his face. I said, hey, how are you doing? He said, I'm good. And I said, you know, the Lord wants you to, the Lord wants you to have your, your eyesight back. He wants you to be able to see clearly. And he says, I've been praying for that. I've been praying for that. And I said, well, tonight's your night because God just said on the inside of me, he wants you to have your eyesight. And so um, put my hand on his eyes and, and began to speak to his eyes. And then, and then it was like just a word, start to see, seeing yourself see. Start seeing yourself see. Imagine what it's going to look like when your eyes are perfect because they are. And, he, and, and I said, start opening your eyes and see. And he, I had my hand covering his eyes the whole time I was saying this. And he was, what do you mean? I can't open my eyes when you have them covered. No, you're not getting what I'm saying. Start envisioning on the inside yourself seeing and you'll see. Okay, how do I do that without my eyes? Be, start seeing it on the inside Start seeing it on the inside yourself, seeing, and you'll see. And, and he said, and I, I said, can, can you see? Can you? And I kept asking him that, can you see? With my hands over his eyes, can you see? And, uh, and eventually he's like, oh, I can see. I can see myself seeing clearly. And I said, awesome. And I took my hand off of his eyes, and he began to uh, see different signs in the, in the room that we were in. And he could see, I have 20-20 vision. He could see him clearer than I could. He started reading all the signs on the back walls down to the fine print. And he started just like getting excited, like, this is awesome. And, and, and to this day, he doesn't wear his glasses. And it's been something that he took place. He had to see himself seeing. And many times that works, that's the same way with us. You know, faith looks a certain way. Faith looks a certain way. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a, a, a Bible verse. Faith without works is dead. Faith is going to have action behind it. When, when we're in faith, when we believe, it affects us in, in everything that we do. And, and so what we, um, what we want is faith action. We want faith action. That's, that's blind Bartimaeus tossing his garment aside. He's tossing aside. I'm, 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 there's no reason. There's no, he, you can tell by his reaction the thought of him not getting his sight. The thought of him not getting his sight was the furthest thing from him. He knew. Jesus is calling me. Throw this away. Won't, need, won't be needing that again. Never coming back to this begging life again. And we have to start envisioning ourselves healed. We have to start seeing ourselves healed. What's life going to be like for you without your condition? What's, when you leave this place and you walk out of these doors, what's, what's it going to be like? What are the, what are the looks on the doctors going to say? What, what, what are the looks going to be like when, when you tell the doctors, yeah, I got healed, it was God, and... and and he's awesome, and we, I believe in miracles, and I see him all the time now. Amen. His face is like, what? You know, I had, uh, there, was, there was this one lady that I know, and she was 
come into a service similar to this one, um, a, a healing service here, and, and she had uh, been diagnosed with a tumor on her um, reproductive organs. And so it was draining her. I mean, it was sucking the life out of her. Told she wouldn't be able to have kids, any more kids. And, uh, and so she came and she was like, I know I'm getting healed tonight. And, and talk, I got to talk with her afterwards. She's like, I just knew it was going to happen. And, and sure enough, she goes forward to get ministered to and, and just starts crying and bawling and, and uh, is like, com- comes out and says, I know, it's, I know it's done. I know it's healed. This is so awesome. And she, guess what? She never even went to the doctor to find out. She just was done and got healed and just went on with her life as a healed person and has had kids since then and has no, no symptoms from it. Didn't even have to go have a doctor tell her that it was done. Just knew it. Just knew it. It was her faith. It was her faith that made her well. And, and that end, ends up being what Jesus points to. Verse 51. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind, the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. He pointed to, you know, it's not my amazing power. It's not my all, you know, ridiculous power that's going, that, that has caused your sight to be, uh, to, to return. No, it's your faith. It's your faith. It's your belief in Jesus being the healer that has, has given you access to your sight. So could that be the same way today? Could it be the same way right now that our faith, what we believe about Jesus being the healer and having just absolutely no doubts, no, no, no questions, those questions... That what if we thought those little questions of what ifs, what if it doesn't, what if we just recognize that for those for what they are, the lies for what they are? Amen. What if we recognize that those little questions of what ifs were, were really just a, a distraction from you trying, getting exactly what you're supposed to get tonight? Right. What, what if that's the case? That, that God has ordained this night for you to get your healing? For you to, you to come forward and you're going to be like blind Bartimaeus who we're going to start changing his name to seeing Bartimaeus. <laughs> what if that's supposed to be you tonight? And guess what? Jesus is calling. He's calling. Um, you know, there's a... Uh, if, if, you, if you didn't recognize, garments have to do with what you do. Right? So this garment was related to what he did. He, he went to Jesus knowing he was getting new garments. He was getting new garments. He was getting a new calling. He was getting a new job. He was getting a new ability. He was getting the things that he was supposed to walk in all, all along. Some, I know that there's some in here who the, the ailment, the condition, whatever it is, has hindered you, and you have not been able to have the job that you're supposed to have. You're not supposed to be in the position that you're supposed to be in. You don't have the relationship that, with the spouse that you're supposed to have because of physical ailments and different conditions. 
there is an anointing here tonight to restore your body so that you can do what you've been called to do, so that you can get the garments you were supposed to wear, so that the old garments can go away, so you can have the effectiveness that you were supposed to have. Many times that's the reason why those conditions come, that the enemy wants to take you out of being effective for the kingdom. He wants to take you out and so that you don't have the supply for your family that you're supposed to have because he wants to stop you. He wants to hinder you. We have to recognize that that's not God. That's not coming from him. That's, that's something that's not from God. And so we have to say, you know what? I'm ready for my new garments. I'm ready for my new clothes. I'm going to throw those old ones aside. I'm not going to go back to those ever again. May, maybe it's a disability check. Maybe it's a handicapped parking spot. Come on. Maybe, may, <laughs> maybe it's your pain pills. What, it, it's whatever it is. Now, now let, me, let me be clear with this. Faith without works is dead. However, works without faith is man's own way of trying to formulate to get God to do something that doesn't work that way. We can't throw, I've seen people throw different implants or I think they were, I think it was some sort of, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but prosthetic, throw it on the ground and step on it and crush it to get God to do something. It doesn't work that way. These actions have to be based out of faith. They have to be inspired out of faith. They can't be, I'm going to throw away my garments and then hope. And then be like, oh, hopefully that action right there is what produces the result I want. It doesn't work that way. Blind Bartimaeus wasn't thinking, okay, Jesus called me. Now I should just throw this, this, this garment off and this Throwing of the garment off is what's going to get me healed. No, it was the other way around. He knew he was getting healed because of who Jesus was. He had faith in the healer, and therefore it produced the action. The action doesn't produce faith. Faith produces the action. We can't get those backwards. You, I've seen too many people wonder why something didn't work because they did this action thinking that action was going to produce the result. It doesn't. It doesn't produce the result. Your faith does. Jesus never said to anyone, because you did so-and-so, you have been made well. He pointed to because of your faith. And your faith is what produces the so-and-so of the, of, of the action. So, so don't get confused and say, oh, I'll, if I just give this up, I'll get healed. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to believe it. You have to know who the healer is. You have to trust him. You have to say, God, I'm coming to you. You called me. You're the one that, that said it was your plan for my body to be made whole. You said that by your stripes, I was healed, was healed. By your stripes, I was healed. This is, these are your words. My sicknesses, my diseases were placed on you. Your body was broken for mine to be whole. That's your word. That was not man's idea. That was not me hoping and wishing. This is what you said. This is your words. Not, this isn't my idea, God. This is your idea. 
And once you get to that place, man, watch out. There's going to be walkers being thrown to the back room. There's going, to be, there's going to be wheelchairs being cast aside. There's going to be pain pills on the floor. And guess what? People are going to start getting healed. We can't substitute any longer the ways of this world, man's second best, for God's best. We ha- it's either all or nothing. The best way to have plan A work is get rid of plan B. Plan A is God's healing. It's God's healing. Your plan B, your, your running to man's ways, that can be a direct hindrance. It can be a direct hindrance to plan A. Well, if, if, if I go up there and it doesn't work, at least I have my doctors, at least I have my, least I have my pain pills, at least I have my own way of figuring this out, my own way of doing this, my own way of coping. And we never say, God, what am I doing wrong? How come I'm not getting this directly from you? And a lot of times it's because, well, you didn't throw your, you didn't throw your whole trust in me. You, had some, you held some things back. You had some hesitations. Your hesitations were your plan Bs. Your hesitations were, well, I got these pills right here instead, so it's okay. Well, if I, if I do get healed... How am I going to live? I'm going to lose my disability check. Yeah, you will. But guess what? God's got a bigger calling on you than to be dis- you get a disability, disability check. His plan for you is way bigger than that. It's way bigger than that. So first, I want to call up those, and we'll start doing this now. I want to call up those who would say, you have something going on that has hindered you in your life. Job-wise, relationship-wise, something that, that has been holding you back, there's an anointing in this place to, to get that done away with, to restore the plan that God has for your life, to restore the call that he has on your life. So if, if, if that's you, first, I'm going to have you guys come up first. Come on up. Thank you, Lord. Do you want to get some keys? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. You know, in the, in the, you guys out there, one of the most effective prayers you can, you can pray is, Father, help them receive. Help them receive. And that, so I encourage you, be interceding. Father, help these guys receive. Help these, that you guys can do your part. You guys can do your part. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord.